0: Art is open to interpretation, but here's something that's totally clear. You can save on your bus trip to the First Street Transit Gallery to see works from CSULB students. Get your Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit for as little as $40 a month for unlimited bus rides. Then go check out pieces from your fellow students on display in downtown Long Beach. Great value and great art, it's as easy to understand as that. For more information on the Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit, visit RIDELBT.com forward slash students. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. My name is Cindy Aguilera, and I'll be your host today. Joining me today is my co-host, Aziza Gomez. Aziza, how are you?
1: Hey, Cindy, I'm good. I'm really excited because after this, I'm going to head over to the Long Beach uh, Playhouse. And I'm going to watch Sister Act, the musical. But Ooh. funny story. I got the tickets for today, right? I go last week. I went last week. Nobody told me that I had the wrong day. So I go in there and it's like a little theater and there's like angel, like an angel like icon on the stage. And I'm like, yes, work. And there's like 80s pop ballads like playing in the theater. Ooh. And I'm like, oh my God, Sister Act. I'm so ready. Tell me why it starts. And this is like a serious play about the 80s, like AIDS epidemic. I'm not prepared. Whoa. So, yeah. what, did, <laughs> so what did you think? I mean, tell us. Well, I thought it was like, I thought it was like awesome. I thought it was awesome because I never experienced like life theater in such an intimate setting like at the Long Beach Playhouse. If you guys have never been, it's like a really small theater, but it was really interactive and cool. But still, I was not ready emotionally to see a play about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was Those are pretty strong see, themes. Yeah, I was expecting to see like 80 nuns like rocking out on stage. But <sighs> nope.
0: So, would you recommend the the play to to other theater goers?
1: I think so. I think I think it was good. I honestly I couldn't stay past Act One because I just wasn't in the headspace to watch it, and mm. I also had to drive home to Ontario, and it was like already nine. I was like, should I stay for the rest of the show and just drive for an hour? And I was <laughs> like, oh, just go home.
0: But it was good. It was good. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, Okay, and our guest this week is Daily 49er editor and reporter, Kevin Caparoso. How is it going, Kevin?
2: It's going pretty good right now.
0: That's awesome. Happy to have you here. And uh, let's get this episode started, shall we? Uh, Today we'll be covering Long Beach State news as usual, and we're also celebrating Halloween by counting down each of our top five favorite horror movies in anticipation for Halloween, which is just a week away. Uh, But first, Aziza, get us us started on the news this week. What you got, girl?
1: So Long Beach State students share issues over rising permit costs and lack of parking spots. When the COVID-19 pandemic forced classes to move online for a year and a half, CSULB's parking permit sales dropped. Now CSULB has created a five-year plan starting this fall that will continue to increase the price of every parking permit fee. The fall 2021 parking fee schedule video on the Parking and Transportation Services website explains that the increase in permit prices is necessary to create a quote, sustainable parking budget and to cover the vital infrastructure repairs needed this year. Chad Keller, a digital content specialist for parking and operations, said the department's leading source of revenue comes from student parking permits, which make up 86% of the department's funds. Despite the 21.4% in revenue loss, many students felt that the price increases uh, sorry, the price increases meant to create a sustainable parking b- budget were not reasonable because there are not enough spots close enough to upper campus, making it difficult to secure a parking spot that does not require a 15-minute walk to class. Funny enough, though, CSULB has the most parking available out of all the Cal States with just a little over 14000 Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, let me tell you, (laughs) as somebody who does have to walk 15 minutes from my car to class, it's not fun. And, you know, especially when you're getting caught in the rain out there, it's not cute. It's not cute.
1: (laughs) Mm -mm. I just wish there was more like um, shuttle stops. I haven't really gone on the shuttle since I like stayed at the conservatory because the the parking lot and the conservatory is so close and like reasonable to it. I just I feel so blessed.
0: So sorry. are the are the shuttle rides free? I thought they were charging
1: They're. F- I think they're free. Last I knew they were free. You just needed your like student ID.
0: Oh, good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Anything else is you want to share with us this week? Yes.
1: Flu season has hit its peak during the fall. But the amazing student health services on campus have your back. The Student Health Services is providing free flu vaccines to students and faculty members around various locations on campus throughout the fall 2021 semester. Getting a flu shot this year has held increased importance because influenza and COVID-19 share similar symptoms such as coughing, fever, body aches, and fatigue. The free flu shots started this month and will keep offering them until Wednesday, December 1st. Students that receive their shot will be entered into a raffle for a $50
0: Beach Bucks gift card each week. So get your shots. That's what's up. Are you guys fans of the flu shot? Have you ever gotten one?
2: I've never gotten a flu shot.
0: Would you for a $50, what was it, $50
2: Beach Bucks card? card? $50 Fifty dollars is fifty dollars.
0: For real, right yeah. for a student, that's quite a good amount of money, right there. That's like mm-hmm. five smoothies. There you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's not like I never had anything against like getting like a flu vaccine. It's just that um, I don't know. I guess like throughout my upbringing, I never thought it was um, what's that um, as important. You know, it just seemed like a yearly thing, and i i am like you know um educated on how that the flu was but time passed by so much by the time it's like our generation we just it's just it's just like a common flu thing you know so who, who knows it's like i just picture that like one day like it's gonna be like this for covid you know mm-hmm. like down down the line people are gonna be like oh did you get your you your uh your yearly covid vaccine and people are going to be like, nah, I did it.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, speaking about vaccines and flu shots, you know, there's a booster coming. I don't even know if we got to get the booster now. So we got like the flu vaccines and the vaccine and maybe some other vaccines that might come in the future. Um, I'm down for a flu shot, especially if uh, our school's giving away some money and uh, that's nice. But yes, I agree though. Like I never really thought flu shots were like a necessity. They just kind of seemed like for, I don't know, people who worked in schools or something or like hospitals, but I was just like, I don't need one, but uh, maybe, I don't know. Think about it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Asisa. anything else?
1: That's all I had on CSULB campus news.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in sports this week. We got some good, nice, very, very, I, I like very heartfelt sports stories. Um, 24-year-old Alex Manfredi becomes one of the youngest directors of basketball operations in the country. Reporter Sanjesh Singh writes, this guy is 24 years old. He is the youngest in that position. Currently, he graduated from Long Beach with a journalism major, came back and is now doing um. But it's it's just really nice to see how young people are so motivated. You know, he uh, graduated from Long Beach State as a journalism major, but then decided to pursue a master's degree in sports management. According to a reporter, Manfredi has aspirations of working for a Power Five conference school at the professional level, perhaps in an NBA team front office or even the NBA league office. Coaches are super proud of him and his team is behind him all the way. And congratulations. In another story, we have our reporter, Saley Orrego, who writes From Last Chance U to LBSU, Joe Hampton reflects on his journey to basketball stardom. For those who didn't binge watch Netflix Last Chance U, the basketball uh, documentary series, Joe Hampton was one of the predominant basketball players on the reality show. The series focuses primarily on ELAC and how a championship game was ripped from the team because of the pandemic. Hampton appreciates the fame that comes along with the show and is thrilled about the recognition the show has given him. And he even got a shout out from Shaquille O'Neal saying, make a bigger name for yourself and get to this league. So uh, two really, really powerful, powerful athletes joining us here. And it's really nice to just hear their stories. It's cool just to see, like I said, young people putting their best effort forward and, and making LBSU proud. That documentary sounds really interesting.
2: Yeah, those stories are always like heartwarming and um inspirational, you know, like not just stories about uh like currently who's at campus, but who came from campus and seeing what you know they've done after. It's like those stories are always great to read about.
0: I agree. I think it's so cool because um you see, especially with um and here, you know, he graduated and and wanted to come back and work at at his at the school that he graduated from. And I think that's so cool because you can tell how uh, he's built like just that closeness and that bond with campus. And that's really what we, I think, should all strive for before we leave LBSU. All right. So speaking of documentaries, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to some, like, I guess, outside Long Beach news. Um, I wanted to talk about this whole Paris Hilton um, thing on Wednesday, she spoke on Capitol Hill, introducing the Accountability for Congregate Care Act of 2021, which would provide federal oversight to the troubled teen industry. And this comes after like the Britney Spears documentary and so many others that have like really given us sort of like a peek into the music industry and the inter- entertainment industry and just how toxic and harmful it is specifically to young women. Paris Hilton goes on to say in, in this press conference, I was strangled, slapped across the face. And just a list of just absolutely super, super terrible, abusive things that were done to her at these centers. And, you know, her family thought that she was getting the best care possible. So that documentary is available on YouTube. It's called, this is Paris. This is Paris. Yes. And it's on YouTube. It's free to watch. And I think it's insightful because again, we're learning more about the entertainment industry and how manipulative it can be. You know, you, did you guys grow up watching uh, the what was it called? Reminding life. Of... Yeah, you guys remember that show? You know, I do
2: remember that show. And yeah, you're you're right. How like, do you
0: guys feel about Paris Hilton, so many years later, now sharing these just harrowing details? What do you guys I think? mean?
2: That's heartbreaking. You know, to hear about. Just like Paris Hilton, when she she had a good song. What's the name of that song? Stars, Stars Are, are blind. blind. That's a banger. <laughs> Shout out to Paris Hilton. That one's fire. That's a
0: classic.
2: It is a classic. And you're right. Like the entertainment industry, like we all, like as a consumer and viewer, you only, people don't realize they only see one side of it. And, and I'm not just talking about the actual media production, even like the reporting, even just from the outside view you you don't really know what's going on you know it's a business it's an industry shady things happen and it's it's really important that a lot of these shady things are coming you know to light
1: yeah I mean it sucks that Paris Hilton went through this but I feel like she's just one of the many like stars that we grew up watching that have opened up about how exploited they have been you know like back in the day like let's say like 2007 like when amy winehouse was suffering from her addiction to her to like drugs and stuff every every newspaper was just writing about how she looked how she was like a bad influence but nobody stopped to think like how is this going to affect their mental health like they really are just seen as like profits you know just as like these cow like money cows that are going to continue to make money and are meant to be exploited I think it's it's awesome that she opened up about that because she's going to be a catalyst to a lot of a lot of other s- stars and just overexploited women who are being abused.
0: I agree. I, I think you guys both have pretty, pretty uh, real insight here because like you both mentioned, you know, we don't really know the other side. And and I think it's brave for, for these women to come out and speak up and use their platform you know to affect real change and hopefully this act goes into into the future and it becomes real and and the work does start to happen and, and some of these women you know hopefully will have a voice to speak up because i just know that they're not the only ones there must be thousands and thousands of women who still uh, are looking for their justice all right Southland is bringing its credit union experience
1: to the Long Beach State campus. As a student of Long Beach State, you are eligible to join with access to our new university student union branch, student loan services, free checking and free financial educational resources.
0: Visit Beach CU for more information. Speaking of documentaries and movies and things to watch, let's get into this countdown all right so you guys horror movies i think are like a tradition you i just must gotta watch at least one throughout the halloween season it ends the 31st technically so you have about a week all right to just knock any of these movies out of your bucket movie to-do list um let's get started i'm gonna go ahead and just kick it off i'm gonna start with my top five Kevin is next with his top five, A season next with their top five, and so on down the list till we get to our number one. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start. My movie is not like technically horror, but I am um, just going to go ahead and allow that. Uh, it's a it's a like season movie, though. My f- top five is Practical Magic starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Oh, my God. Two. Yes. Two witch sisters yes. raised by their eccentric witch aunt in a small town face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding love. And it, it's about witches and spells. And if you are a fan of witches, which I am, um, I just like to see the bond of, you know, just like witches and how women are just so into, in, in, uh, what am I, In what am I? What is the word that I'm thinking of? Help me out here. Intuition. What is the word? Intuitional. It's intuition. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, witches and intuition. And I just, I love the movie, um, Practical Magic. That's my five. That's my number five. Kevin, what's your number five?
2: First of all, I want to <laughs> say I've never seen it. It's been on my watch list for a long time. I love witches, and I know it's a classic. And I also maybe misunderstood the assignment because I didn't know if you were going to do <laughs> Halloween movies or horror movies, because I have like, I feel like they could be, you know, uh, split into two categories.
0: I know I cheated a little bit. And and you know what? I just don't really like like a lot of horror. So I was like, I got to throw something in here <laughs> that is of the season. But feel free to share, Kevin, please, whether it's gory, whether it's a little sentimental. Okay. Go for well, it. Well,
2: All my movies are horror, but okay. I, if if I'm allowed, I would like to talk about you know just must watch Halloween movies that are not horror later on. Okay. But uh, for number five, I'm gonna go with The Conjuring. It's I believe it's a modern classic. It's directed by James Wan, who's like doing big things now. He's doing Aquaman, and this movie, like, it's very like atmospheric and has jump scares, but it's it's like a perfect mix and balance of the two. And he just has a specific style that that's been replicated ever since you know he got on the scene. Like nowadays, you see like, so many like big studio movies um, like trying to make a, Je- a James Wan-esque film, but it's, it's they never like live up to it. And he just has a particular way of doing horror, and I think this is his um, this is his best work, and I love it. It's it's very creepy. I love his, um, I love when he like holds the camera shot and just so much tension, you know, like he builds so much tension because it could be a jump scare. It could not be a jump scare or it could be something creepy. You never know. And it's just an overall just top class movie.
0: Um, I agree. The Conjuring is terrifying. I watched it once and I was absolutely good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so good. Both good number fives I am just a stand for Sandra Bullock so Practical Magic was incredible Sandra Bullock forever (laughs) uh my number five is Carrie which I first watched the 1976 version loved it um and then it came out again in 2013 watched it then loved it I just think I really love a good like high school drama film and It was, it was interesting to see her life in school and how she was like bullied, but then she would come home to her mother and like also be bullied. It was kind of, I feel like if I could like, like compare her life to someone, it would be like Quasimodo. Like she had like Frodo, which was her mom. And she was like, you can't leave Carrie. You're like this like satanic, like child. And I have to keep you in your room forever. And then she goes to school and she gets her period. She gets her period in the gym locker room and they throw freaking tampons at her and then the only thing she needed cherry on top they throw pig's blood at her when she wins prom queen Mm-mm. nope when okay the ending i think is really good i think i got my my sense of vengeance filled so that makes Carrie my number five in my list
2: that ending is so satisfying yeah that's one of those movies where you root for the villain but is she really the villain no Mm-mm. i don't think so Mm-mm. i know maybe some people will argue that but yeah that's a very satisfying movie and i love it
0: yeah i think carrie is definitely one of those like classic revenge movies it just makes you like especially when she just goes nuts in that gym right and she's just like i don't want it to spoilers you know to anybody who hasn't seen it yes. but you know when she slams those doors man i mean could you <laughs> imagine being in that gym like this girl is gonna kill us all. Uh, it's Carrie it's is also
2: heartbreaking, one. though, because for like before all hell uh, breaks loose, there's like a, a brief moment of happiness for, Cl- uh, for Carrie mm. that, that I, you know, that I resonated with when i when i watch whenever i watch it and it's just heartbreaking when all that happens yeah. like oh yeah people do suck whatever
1: yeah. Bro, do you think carrie would have like if it was like done today do you think carrie would have sent a text like hey, yo bro don't go to don't go to
0: prom tomorrow <laughs>
2: <laughs> to all the real ones only <laughs>
0: <laughs> i wonder i mean carrie you know it's like one of the, it's for, it's a relatable character because like in some degree, people have been bullied, you know, or have seen someone bully, or have been a bully. So it's a relatable topic. And kids are mean, man. Kids in high school are mean. Throwing tampons at somebody—that's just not right. For real. That's traumatic.
1: Thank you to Stephen King, though, for this movie. Hey, for Shout
0: real. Yeah.
2: To Stephen King.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Number four. Let's do our number four. My number four. I think this is like a blend of horror, but also like. I don't know, drama. Uh, The Craft. The Craft is uh, my absolute favorite. It's one I have to watch. It follows four outcast teenage girls from LA uh, that I'll go to the same Catholic girls' high school. They have this same interest, which is witchcraft, but it gets a little out of hand when one gets way too powerful than the rest. The craft again is about witches, it's about girl power, female intuition. Their wardrobe and the music is amazing. It's a 90s favorite for me. Um, and it's it's kind of it's not, you know, there's no blood or guts or anything, but like it's pretty intense. There's some like really creepy scenes in that movie. Um, you know, when that part when she's like, Yeah, you're sorry, I'm sorry, and she's like her eyes are bulging out of her head. And she, goes, I don't want to kill it for you guys if you haven't seen the craft, but download it, stream it somewhere, watch it.
2: We are the weirdos, mister hey that's yes. my favorite let's go Man, back-to-back witches i love it oh, Bangers, grand. yeah straight i love it. it straight bangers killing it <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right kevin number four what do you got
2: for number four i'm going with uh, rosemary's baby it's that movie that movie is so creepy and like it's just it's funny because that movie doesn't really have any i don't think there's any gore or anything in it it's all like paranoia. It's all just building up to an ending, you know, and pure atmosphere. And I just remember like after I watched that film for the first time, like how long it lingered with me. You know, it, like it's one of those movies where it's not a popcorn flick. It's one of those like it's going to stick with you and it's going to follow you around for a bit for a couple days. And it's very creepy like that. And it's a classic, so I recommend everyone to watch it if uh, you have it.
1: I need to watch that movie. I I'm I'm gonna try to watch it this season for you, Kevin. I yes. need to get that on my to-do list.
2: You Do gotta I let think. me know.
1: Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, my number f- my number four is *Midsummer*. It came out in uh, 2019, and I actually remember I was in Boston at the time, but I was still so I was in Boston for uh, a summer program like for music and you know some people would have been like oh my god I'm in a new town let me like explore for like all the weekends I was there all I did was go to the movies I'm just like so introverted I don't want to see anyone but I saw Midsummer, and when I left the theater I was like traumatized like it was such a traumatizing film so it starts off the main character she finds out like her family has like died right and she like tells her boyfriend but her boyfriend was already gonna break up with her because he just wasn't feeling it so like you start thinking, you start thinking like, oh my god, what if my family died and my boyfriend was like with me out of pity? You know, that's just I always put myself in the character situation, and I think that's why I like traumatize myself because I'm like, damn, what if that happened to me?
0: But yeah, so then, I I, yeah. I haven't seen that that movie. I haven't heard of it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that because it's really good. Would you uh, describe it as a thriller, suspense? It's definitely or... it's a psychological
1: horror film yeah because it's all about like i feel like it's about like that interpersonal like um dialogue between characters and a lot of um ari aster's films are kind of like that where you kind of have to pay attention to the little things because they're going to come back like towards the end of the film i think he also is just really good at making super weird like scenes make sense like there's so many scenarios where you're just like, what the fuck? I don't want to ruin it for you, it's but weird. it's so weird. It, it takes place in in like the USA first, but then they travel to Sweden. I'm gonna leave you with that. But if you've seen um, what was the other movie that he made? Uh, ah, wait, what is it? What is it called?
2: Oh, it, the next the other movie is on my list. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'll
1: leave it. I'll leave it to Kevin. I'll leave okay. It to Kevin.
0: all right all right let's get through this let's get through my number three I don't know what what number it is on your list Kevin but let's let me get to my number three okay my number three is Halloween all of them even the Rob Zombie one the Rob Zombie one is like I I feel like people (laughs) debate that they don't like it or something I don't care i like the rob zombie version of halloween um if you have not seen that it's a little like more grungier a lot more modern and it's it's very creepy but the halloween like the original series you know the whole movie what is it called like collection or whatever franchise, uh, franchise. here we go yeah it starts in 1963 six-year-old michael myers brutally murdered his sister He was sentenced, locked away, and somehow this dude just always gets out. They can't keep him in these institutions. He always gets out and he always looks for his sister. Um, The latest one, there's one actually streaming right now on Peacock. I'm going to watch that this weekend because I want to watch it. I want to be scared. He finds her again. And Jamie Lee Curtis, which stars in the first one, is coming back. And I think this is the closing to the whole franchise. But um, she's in this one. She's a lot older now. And, and I'm excited to see what happens. Is Michael finally just going to give up? Just give up. He won't give up.
2: Mikey Michael Myers. He is a <laughs> true icon of the horror jo- genre. Um, Halloween's also my number three. Legit, it's Ooh. my number third uh, movie. I specifically went with the first one, like not the whole franchise, but I, that's valid too. Like I just love Halloween. And um, I guess I just want to touch on the first one. What I like about the first one the most is because it's actually the most simple one. Um, if you're a fan of the series, you know, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is like related to Michael and all that. But in the first movie, it actually wasn't written that way. Uh, Michael Myers was just like uh, an enigma you know and it was just such a simple premise of baby a babysitter getting stalked and like John carpenter and his music can I talk about the score like anyone anyone hears that they they already know like oh it's spooky season you know so <laughs> it's just pure it's purely just like, iconic and all of horror so I had to put it on my list and yeah
1: Is Halloween the one that goes dee, dee, dee,
0: dee, dee, dee. the house okay. is in if you guys are curious to see the house it's in Pasadena oh, I can't remember the streets but if you look up like Michael Myers house it's like a dentist's office currently but <gasps> um, it's kind of <laughs> random but if you look at it you can stand outside and you can see the house and just kind of squint your eyes and just put yourself in the scene of the movie and yeah so the house is standing it's there and you guys can go take a picture in front of it if you want but yeah i agree that score is iconic it will forever live on in the history of halloween forever and i think it's awesome great all righty my
1: third movie is scream I think it is the perfect slasher movie. <laughs> um, what I really like about it is that it's kind of like, it's, they're kind of making like a parody of the the slasher film genre, you know? And I really like when they like break that like third, that third, is it third wall? Like third realm well, third wall when they about it?
2: Yeah, it's very meta. Like- yes,
1: very meta. Yes, I honestly, another reason why I love it is because of the cast. Like I love every single actor in here. But special shout out to Matthew Lillard, which if you don't know him by his name, um, he was also Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. And ever since I saw Scooby-Doo, I just knew he was he was everything and more. I love him. So, yeah,
0: he's really
2: cute in that movie.
1: I love him. And, and like
2: <laughs> Scooby-Doo so, or Scream?
1: Uh, both. 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 <laughs> I should have added scooby to my list. I played myself. But, yeah, I I love the ending, too. I love how they, like, make you think, like, you know who's going to die. But then they give you, like, a a surprise. I love that about this movie.
0: Well, that was a great transition, Aziza, because my number two is Scream. Mm -hmm. That's, like, oh, my God. It's so close to number one that I'm just, like, uh, I don't know if it's really number one. But Scream is iconic. It's my favorite slasher movie. I agree. I love that it's, like, a playoff, like, just the the stereotypes of slasher movies you know how like it's always just the same kind of storyline scream makes it kind of humor in a weird kind of way but it's still really really scary I remember watching it when I was like I don't know whatever eight or nine or something and being so creeped out I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself me and my cousins were all just super scared and I think that's why I like it also because it reminds me of just one of the first first scary, scary movies I remember watching that traumatized me, but in a really happy way. Uh, okay, Kevin, what's your number two?
2: Well, for my number two, it's uh, Hereditary. You know, so we had Midsummer in, <laughs> on the list, or mm-hmm. on Aziza's list, so this was my number two. Like, literally, this had some of the most shocking scenes I've ever seen.
0: What's it about?
2: It's... It's one of those movies just like midsummer like I can't I don't even know where to begin with the plot because you just have to like be there as it unravels like even like every every step of the story um you just you know it's it's very <sighs> there's there's just a lot to it and I I can't I don't want to spoil anything you know like I'm scared like cuz like when I think about when I think about that movie, I just think about all of the, like, the big stuff already. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> so I should have like you know wrote uh, wrote down the little synopsis. But yeah, like what's ingrained in my mind is all like the big things because um uh, spe- like I chose this movie for number two because uh, like the psychological uh, horror genre is getting pretty popular. But what I've noticed is, uh, is that a lot of them don't really pay off, you know? Mm. Like, they'll build the, the tension, they'll have the atmosphere, and by the end, it, it, they never really pay off. But this is that movie that pays off, and it yes, just sir. keeps going and going and going. And that's what I love about it, you know? Existential dread, pending doom, it, it's it's got it all. <laughs> And I just recommend you watch it at least once.
0: Yes. Impending yes. Doom sounds terrifying. So mm-hmm. maybe I should. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Anything, honestly, by Ari, Ari, whatever, uh, his name is, I'm blanking, sorry. But he's really good, and all his movies are amazing. I can't wait for the next one that he comes out with. Uh, but my second movie is us by jordan peele i saw that movie in theaters four times um i saw it four times because i was working at a movie theater when it came out so i was just like going in there during my breaks and when i like i finished all my classes i think jordan peele is so like he's so wise and he uses such great symbolism in his films like he's one of those directors where you can watch his film like nine times and there's still little gems that you're going to pick up on I think every choice that he makes is amazing like the music um, Michael Abel's amazing um, he uses I think he uses solfege in his music like just literally just like solfege syllables and he makes it super creepy um, I spent a lot of time just like looking up like movie facts about this when it first came out. I haven't seen it in a while because I have, I have a feeling that if I keep watching it, it's not going to be special anymore, but I'm gonna have to get over that fear and watch it soon because it's really good. Also, if you guys have seen it, you remember like the little girl um, in the first like part of the movie, she's wearing a Michael Jackson shirt. I was wearing that same Michael Jackson shirt when I first watched it. I
2: freaked out. Yeah, that is scary.
1: Yeah,
2: nothing is a coincidence. Have you heard? Mm. Nope.
0: (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Us is good. Us was was one of those movies that I was like, wow. Like, I mean, it's you can apply it to real life in a way it's still really scary it's good i agree jordan peele is doing his thing out here and isn't he coming out with a new movie coming up soon i think if i'm not mistaken or is it a series
1: mm, i'm not sure but i saw Candyman, which he i think he produced
0: oh there we go it's candy man
2: really yeah mm-hmm. it
1: was fantastic oh you know, okay yeah another thing what, uh, that i like about his directing style is that he adds a lot of like um pop culture references like in the 80s that like um hands i think it was hands across america like he literally has like the underground people like form and i just think everything about his writing is incredible like the fact that he had like a story for the tethered people as well as their own language i think that's super cool and it's just super creepy to think like what if there is an underground and there are there's like a freaking twin that i have under there an
0: evil twin (laughs) He just
1: talks like a super late like old smoker oh
0: my god stop please don't do that voice
1: uh, <laughs> wait, can you hear me
2: <laughs> no. jordan peel is a master you know like us showed that get out wasn't a fluke you know like once i saw get out i was like man this guy knows what he's doing because you're right like everything he puts in the movie has purpose the symbolism is, like, very in-depth, but not super pretentious where it doesn't make sense, you know? Like, it's just really... He's just a really good director and writer.
1: Yeah, even... Um, I think he was the one that chose um, I Got Five on it to be, like, re um, rearranged. Like, the arrangement that they did on that song, they basically own the song now. Like, I can never listen to that song and not think of us.
2: He made a party song into a scary song yeah what a guy
0: that takes talent (laughs) yeah that is all right guys so we're down to our number one favorite horror movie and I agree with you Aziza on this like I don't watch my favorite movies often because I don't want to lose like that feeling of my favorite movie like I don't watch them often Hellraiser is one that I definitely watch like once a year and it's like an event Hellraiser hellraiser is like to me it's a classic it's from the 80s um directed if i'm not mistaken clive barker and um yeah pinhead he's just like this really creepy creepy like creature they're called cenobites it involves a puzzle box that opens up and just unleashes just A a, a storm of monsters and all these creepy things but I think why I like Hellraiser so much is because I think about in the 80s how they had so such ingenuity with these like special effects like if you watch this movie I think it's really good for the time that it was in they didn't have like CGI or none of this you know creative stuff and so they really worked with like I don't know engineers I mean it's really creative stuff and some of these characters I'm a big big fan of like a scary character i like some paranormal stuff but i don't really like paranormal stuff because you can't see them you know what i mean it's just like it's a ghost that's scary but i can't see them but like an actual character you know like pinhead like that's memorable man that guy stays with you forever so um hellraiser is my number one hands down favorite um there's like a few other ones that are pretty good hellraiser two and three Think it goes down to like five or something but the first one is my favorite watch it it's very bloody and there's a lot of guts but it just goes along with the feeling that you get watching a horror movie you know it's like it, it touches so many different sensations in you it's almost disgust it's almost repulsive and it and it like triggers certain feelings in you hellraiser is that movie for me like i enjoy it i enjoy the feeling but i definitely only watch it once a year
2: I've honestly uh, never gotten into Hellraiser. I watched the first one, like, a long time ago. And I just remember, like, it wasn't what I expected for some reason. Because wasn't there, like, some, like, romance angle to it?
0: yeah it's like he's kind of like uh in love or something and he wants to come back and blah 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 that's fine yes there's like a love element which it it does kind of make sense when you think about it because he is so motivated by this like love that he has that it's almost like an obsession and so that's why he just goes out of his way to like you know do everything possible to attain this power and the girl in it's also evil so (laughs) you know it's not like a love story like they love each other you know she's pretty bad too.
2: I, um, it was just, the tone was just like jarring for me at the time, yeah. but like, I'm pretty sure I just missed it. Like, yeah, I just like missed the assignment, you know, like I know like there's like commentary on all that in the film. So it definitely should rewatch it again.
0: It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. All right. I what's your see- number one? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I-
1: either.
0: Dude, oh, watch no it. Ways. Uh, It's, it's streaming right now on Hulu I recommend you watch it at least once if you like the bloody, gory, classic horror stuff, you know, like okay. Freddy Krueger and like these kind of like iconic to me movies from the 80s that like set out these characters that we remember today, you know, and that really haven't been replicated, I think, as as strongly. So definitely worth a watch. It's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. OK, I will. yeah. yeah. All right, Kevin. What's your number one? Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
2: Okay. Before I go to number one, I like to talk about how you said um, your favorite movies are the ones you know you don't you don't want them to not be special anymore. So it's like you kind of like savor them. You know, watch them all the time. And I feel like for me, it just depends on the movie. Like some of the movies I listed, I haven't seen them in a while because they just you know they're like a fine wine. You just gotta after you see it, put put it back and. Not like wait a couple of years and watch it again, you know, because it's, you know, it's just that good. But my favorite movies are always the ones that I can watch like every month if I wanted to. And my number one movie was actually mentioned already. And and, and I know this is a personal favorite because I grew, up, I grew up on this movie and it's Scream. And I could say like the whole franchise, I can go on and on about the whole franchise. First of all, I really believe uh, Scream. Is like the horror movie for horror lovers. You know, like you won't truly appreciate the film if you don't love the genre already. Like it's not just like a scary movie you can like show someone on a date or something. Like you gotta, you can't bring a normie. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta bring a true horror fan, and they've probably seen it already. But it's I I one one that really. There's so many aspects of the series and the first film that makes me love it. I love the meta and the self-referential and self-awareness because it knows what it's doing, but it's written so good. It has like top-notch writing by Kevin Williamson. Like it's self-aware of all the stereotypes it's hitting, of all the cliches it's hitting, and it's pointing them out without being too on the nose, you know? Like it's not like a Deadpool or anything. You just have to catch it. You just have to catch the the bits of dialogue, and they and I love how um, every scream has social commentary in it. Like each one touches on different, different like social constructs or whatever is like of the time period it's um, released in. Like the first one has the '90s charm, and I believe you know in the '90s I think like violence among, like, media and stuff was, like, a big thing, and, you know, video video games were, was, like, the scapegoat, rap music, uh, you know, bad, uh, scary movies, like, those, that was, like, a big political issue, and I love, like, the line at at the end of the first movie when Billy's, like, Billy's, like, psychopaths don't, oh, what does he say? Oh, no, he says, movies don't create psychopaths, Movies make psychopaths more creative. And that is so fire. Oh, so good. It's so good. And each movie builds upon that. You know, each movie builds upon whatever's going on. You know, the fourth one came around the time of the rise of social media. And I don't need friends. I need followers. I need fans. You know, like each one is just special to me. So just, I could pop in any of those films and just really enjoy it. And it's my number one.
1: It's not streaming anywhere. I've literally, I I wanted to watch that this week, but it's not anywhere. Okay. So this, my number one, I didn't even have to think about it. Once JT said Halloween special, it came to me. And that is Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. I saw it my sophomore year of high school it again traumatized me um after seeing it i literally went into a deep dive on youtube about like cannibalism and like real cannibals you know i didn't have to do that to myself but i did um and yeah it was like super scary but i think one of the first things that scared me about science of the lambs was the fact that hannibal lecter was like a literal like psychologist himself but also a cannibal. Like, the fact that he could, like, have all this knowledge about the human psyche, but also eat humans. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so scary. Yes. And actually, that was never in the movie. I don't know if it's, like, the Mandela effect, but it's oh. – um, he never says that in the movie. But I don't know. I feel like that's a lie. I, I can remember him going, hello, Clarice. Like, I can <laughs> I can hear it. But right? I, guess he, I think he's – I read in the article that it said – he says, good afternoon, Clarice, or something like that.
2: Kind of oh. like the I am your father thing. How yeah, that's yeah how exactly.
1: Yeah, but um, Jodie Foster did such a great job fulfilling the role. I think she wanted to buy the rights to the, the script first, but since she wasn't able to get it, she like fought to be the lead actress. At first, it was supposed to be Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. So if you can imagine Michelle Pfeiffer being Clarice... Yeah. Yeah. Um I like and, Jody. Yeah, Jody kills it. Uh, I think Michelle was like saying like, "Oh, this is a little too dark." Which yeah, it's a really dark movie given like Buffalo Bill who's the villain in the like one of the villains in the movie. He was um one of Hannibal Hennep- Lecter's uh, patients and he has like an obsession with female skin and he ends up making like a bodysuit and he captures I think I don't remember if, if it was like the mayor the mayor's daughter or this is like a state senator's daughter and um they tell hannibal Lecter that if they, they help they uh, he helps them like find buffalo Bill. like move him to a like a isolation center like in an island or something so that he could at least like walk around but um yeah, it just, it takes you through such a journey and it, you're rooting, it's, it's crazy because you're rooting for, like, Clarice because she's been, like, through a lot just being, like, a woman in the FBI but also you're rooting for Hannibal Lecter, too because you're like, you know what? He's fucking crazy and he can eat me but, like, we want him out of jail like, he's too smart to be in jail but he, anyways, he does okay, I'm going to share this iconic quote so he does, he does, like, um manage to escape and he's like Oh, I'm just gonna have a friend over for dinner. And he said that as a guy was randomly walking past him because he was about to eat him. I was like, King. I saw I saw Science of Jeez. the Lamp too. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love I love him so much. I don't love Hannibal Lecter, but the actor and Anthony Hopkins, he's just amazing. Like I, I yeah.
0: Oh, like honestly, he delivers such like i don't know it's something about his delivery and it just it's so creepy and it's like bone chilling i feel like like yeah
1: Yeah. i think it's what makes this movie so great is i feel like all the the actors that were in it put in like special improv like effects to their their role you know like buffalo bill there's a scene where he like puts on the bodysuit and he's like dancing around in it. And that wasn't in the original screenplay, but the actor was like, no, I feel like that's like really like important to the character's development. If you've, if you've seen that scene, you will see how chilling it is for him to look at himself in the mirror and say, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Like, that's so creepy. Uh, I just, that movie just, I know it's super creepy, but it's deadass. One of my favorite movies, like not even horror movies, just favorite movies.
2: You know what's my favorite scene in that movie? It's not even a favorite scene for, like, anybody. I'm, I, I don't know why, but I just love Tom Petty. <laughs> and um, they were playing American Girl while... Uh, well, she was playing American Girl while she was driving. Just jamming out.
1: Oh, that's even, right.
2: Yeah, that's, like, one of my favorite songs. and I don't know why. I just love that scene. <laughs> that even was that so he-
1: goofy. She was so goofy. This guy really said, can you help me put furniture in this van? She's like, yeah, let me help you. It was like, it was nighttime. What are you doing? That's your bed.
0: There's always that element, though. The dumb girl is like, <laughs> what's in there? Sure. It's like, hey, could you, could you be more obvious? Come on, girl. Think. Oh, my God. When she was in the freaking hole and he was like,
1: it grabs the lotion and applies it on its skin. Ooh chills that's iconic. Mean, yeah. it's just so iconic like every scene is iconic like going to a freaking like a scientist lab with like those little butterflies i think that was or like buffalo bill would put like moths in his victim's body after he skinned them i think and that's how they found him
0: I like, leave something behind I, I can't remember but yeah you know the yeah. whole the whole aspect of just serial killers and cannibalism it's definitely like I said one of those movies that like it takes you like you said on a journey but it it triggers so many emotions mm-hmm. you know like it, it's scaring you at the same time it's kind of gross at the same time it's creepy at the same time it's a little funny and kind of weird it's yes. just a mix of emotions
2: that's yeah. a good one it really hits the mark because you know in a 2021 true crime obsessed world you know like just the psychology of serial killers it's it's fascinating and you can't you know it's very popular nowadays and what I really liked about this movie was the whole cat and mouse element of it where mm. it takes a serial killer to find a serial killer you know so just oh it's so good
0: well, you know that's our top five. You guys have given me so many good recommendations to check out. I'm gonna watch Midsummer. Is it Midsummer or Midsummer? Mids- it
1: It's spelled Midsummer, but okay, it's pretty produ- pronounced. Midsummer. I'm gonna look
0: for that because I wanna watch it and and I wanna be a little creeped out tonight since we are in the season of being creeped out Um, I'm really happy that we all liked a lot of the same movies our our lists kind of blended and I thought that was really cool scream being a popular one we also talked about Halloween and just countless others that um, stay in our minds whether it's because it creeps you out or just because genuinely you're entertained by it uh, or maybe a little bit of both but that's what Halloween movies are supposed to do. I'm really excited y'all to wrap this up and get into these movies. Yeah. Um yeah. what are we doing for Halloween? What do you got what, what what's your plan? What do you guys got planned? Parties, trick or treating, what's going on?
2: Um I'm going with a friend to this thing called Delusion. You can look it up. It's one of those like inter It's not like horror nights, it's like horror nights next level. You know, it's like very interactive and I think it's gonna be at like an actual haunted place and I'm pretty excited. I I always wanna you know be extra during this season. Like I actually took the ghost hunting tour in um Queen Mary a couple years back. Yes.
0: How was that?
2: Um I'm gonna be honest I'm a journalist. It was pretty disappointing guys, you know um I really I really wanted to believe I did but it was um, I think you're better off just taking a normal tour and letting your imagine your imagination run wild but you know it's something I wanted to get done because I I love all that stuff I love all the activities you can do during this month so yeah I'm gonna go to a uh, delusion it's um it's like a, it's not like a tour or anything it's also like a it's also like a oh, kind of like a haunt but more like, th- yeah, theatric, theatric.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I get you, I get you, theatric. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes, sorry. you have
1: to sign a waiver? Is it one of those where they're like, signed a waiver so we can kill you?
2: Um, no, but I think it's like almost close to those ones, you know, those ones where you have to sign a waiver. I think, I remember like looking at the website and looking at the people who are like putting on the production. I think they've done stuff like that in the past. Where you start off like kidnapped or something and you gotta like find your way out and the actors can actually touch you but uh for this one it's not gonna be like that because I'm not down for that because that's just it's just rude you know <laughs>
0: yeah first of all I'm a fighter I'm gonna fight back you know and I don't want to get a lawsuit out here
2: <laughs> exactly if you're gonna put me in that situation I'm gonna get into the role and me being in the role means I'm putting my hands up you know like I'm I'm getting myself out of there no matter what. But <laughs> luckily this one's not like that.
0: <laughs>
2: Aziza, what about you? What are you doing?
1: Well, the day before Halloween, I'm gonna go to a party. I didn't I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween like as a kid, so I'm excited to like actually dress up and go to a party this year. I'm gonna go pretty basic because I didn't plan I didn't plan ahead well enough. But I'm gonna be beret girl from Goofy Movie. Um I didn't. I thought she had a name, but her name is literally beret girl. Remind me, who is that? She's the one that wears the black. She's like the poet. She's in the poet, like in the oh, the
2: the cool one.
1: Yeah, (laughs) long turtleneck,
2: Beret.
1: Yes, that's gonna be me on the. I love that. I I love that. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna actually work on Halloween though. I feel like that's what's gonna happen to me. (laughs)
0: Oh. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there sometimes, you know, it'd be like that. You got to work on the holidays while everyone goes out and have fun, but that's all good. I hope that you both get to do some fun stuff. Halloween weekend. I think it falls on a Sunday. So you have Friday, Saturday, yeah. if you want to be a little crazy Thursday, mm-hmm. you can get started early. Um, for me, I'm just going to party on Friday and just kind of take it easy the rest of the weekend, maybe stay in. Maybe bake some Halloween cookies, watch movies. Um, But yeah, I'm definitely going to try to at least hit one Halloween party. Guess who I'm going to be? I'm going to be Scream. What's his name? Scream. um, Ghostface. 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 Yeah, I have the costume and everything. So I'm going to be I'm going to be not Ratchet. Ghostface, but party. (laughs) Ghostface. That bitch goes face. The the party goes. (laughs) Halloween. The the what's (laughs) that? Oh yes.
2: Nothing chilling, killing.
0: Yes. Yes. Can we just shout that movie out? Just one scary movie, man. Like, wait, was that scary movie? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Scary movie. Um, I I, went. Scary movie one yeah when mm-hmm. those movies came out i mean that's like a parody right there you know it's like yeah. an obvious parody but iconic again
2: mm-hmm. it is oh my gosh um uh, you guys are getting me be excited i know i'm a halloween party too but i still haven't figured out my costume so hey you have a choice. week
0: you got a week to to get some ideas and get creative you know for the last few years i've done D- diy costumes and you know it's fun like to put a, a character together and it's sometimes even cheaper so
2: oh yeah i it. think i think it's a lot cooler if you just uh, yeah diy it because yeah it's, man it's your eye Yo. totally I wanna
0: talk about
1: like some halloween trends i feel like squid okay. game squid game um, costumes are like super popular right now. Like yeah. at least like every third Instagram ad I get is for a Squid Game like tracksuit.
0: I mean, it's, it's kind of easy to put together, right? It's just a tracksuit and like a really desperate look on your face.
2: <laughs> and it's like very distinct, you know. Like you could, you know, if you see it, you'll know exactly where it's from. You know, yeah. it's not very like a discreet costume. It's yeah. very easy recognizable it makes sense why and the show is popular so it makes sense why it's a very popular trend right now
0: i don't know what other costumes do you think people are gonna are gonna do a lot this year
1: probably purge i feel like since purge came out also purge was supposed to be on my list the first purge that's my favorite one
0: (laughs) okay the first purge yeah yeah. purge is pretty creepy the whole concept when you think about it Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah purge I don't know I I go for I, when I pick a costume I just pick stuff that I like I've dressed up as Amy Winehouse Ooh. um and I've sold a wig and everything it was like I a whole that. thing yeah you did,
1: like the, her beehive
0: like her. Iconic. yeah girl oh my gosh oh, okay. like one wig was the beehive wig number two was this down here like it was a whole production I was like the eyeliner and everything yeah I need to see this I know, pictures if you have man, She's I want to I, I know I got to do that costume again, man, and get those two wigs and do it over. And like, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, Winehouse <laughs> is amazing.
2: It's uh, been simple. Like one year I dressed up as Sean from Shaun of the Dead. I just had like a white button up so with funny. a red tie and like blood all over myself and just the black slacks. Nice. But people recognized it. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: oh, man, There you that go. So good. That's a good one too. Oh, yeah, zombies, right? Mhm. zombies. What about zombie movies? You guys like zombie movies? No one mentioned zombie movies.
2: Oh yeah. I mean...
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I like them, but they're never really my favorite. Yeah. Except for Shaun of the Dead, it, it's one of my favorites. Like the movies that I always tend to watch over and over again do have the comedic element to it. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like more than just typical scares because, like, Shaun of the Dead, it's like. You, it's not only funny. You really care about the characters. You're you're really invested in them. You know you want them all to like just have a good life. You know? Have a good life. <laughs> I
0: think
1: the zombies from Thriller are my favorite zombies.
0: Oh, those are the best. <laughs>
1: Michael Jackson as a zombie.
2: If I saw a zombie moonwalking to me, <laughs> I'm gonna moonwalk the other direction, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I thought
0: you were gonna say I'm gonna moon wa- walk right with him or something. <laughs> Just join and start doing it together.
2: (laughs) Oh, actually, not Halloween, well, kind of Halloween related. I want to talk about like the cultural resurgence of movies that were considered bad when they first came out. But now, like in 2021, especially with Gen Z, they're like icons. And I'm I'm talking about Jennifer's Body and Twilight, because when those two movies came out, you know, like there are people just disregarded them. Mm -hmm. but you know they are works of art they're
0: coming back Mm -hmm. they are
2: both works of art
1: i feel like rocky horror picture show too you know what that's a goal of mine i want to go to like the theater that actually like interacts with like the the movie like if like they throw rice i think like they give you rice and you throw the rice too i want to do
2: that yeah
0: that sounds like fun is that a real place
1: um, like I food. think they do it. Yeah, like at community theaters or like maybe Ooh. some movie theaters. I don't know. Whoever cleans though afterwards, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, that must suck. <laughs> but I Not- do know those movies, like those cult movies have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like the cult following of those movies, like it comes back, you know, they had a following when it came out. And then if you show it again, they're going to have that following again because they just, yeah, like Rocky Horror Picture Show and the movies that you mentioned, Kevin. Yeah, like they're just so memorable and and they come back. Even, you know, Jennifer's body, like you said, I disregarded it quite a bit, Me but um, especially because Megan, I think, announced that she was by, And so like it, the whole movie makes it has like an underlying sexuality aspect if I'm not mistaken and so it's relatable to a lot of kids now who are a little confused about their own sexuality if I'm not mistaken I think that's what the movie's about anyway but yeah Jennifer's body really good Uh, Mm -hmm. Twilight I just kind of always thought was like a goofy little vampire love story
2: it's it's so just like now when I see Twilight I used to hate Twilight like oh another one because I used to be forced to watch every movie with my older cousin she would bring me and like all of us, along with her, all the time, I'm like, dude, <laughs> is this is gonna end. <laughs> but now I don't know why. But for some reason lately, when I think about the first one, I think about the good old days. You know, it was like, it's so nostalgic. And for Jennifer's body, I I remember when it first came out, I was like, oh, what is this? You know, like, yeah. you know, I had high hopes for it. But then, like, watching it later like i started appreciating it more like oh man this is really good and the person who wrote the movie was the person who wrote juno uh, diablo cody and it's just really well written like um, the the main character her name is needy but if you really pay attention to the movie uh jennifer was Ma- megan fox was the actual needy person in their like toxic relationship she was the one who always needed validation she was she was a toxic person, even though the other girl was needy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer's body is definitely a good one. I think that I'm going to watch that. I don't know if some, if, if uh, Hulu or Netflix is streaming. I think I've seen it, but I'm going to watch it. It's
1: on Amazon Prime. I just searched it up right now. Boom. There uh, you go. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. All right,
0: guys. Any other Halloween topics you want to discuss before we close this Halloween episode out?
2: be safe stay spooky
0: stay spooky if you uh carry your vaccination card just in case i don't know how it's going to be going out halloween night i don't know if Mm -hmm. people are going to be asking for vaccination cards keep your mask on i don't know i feel like now we we're gonna be requiring costumes with masks because masks some people are still masking i hope yeah be safe be safe everyone everyone. that's all candy yeah, oh and always check your candy. I'm excited for the candy. And don't leave your drinks unattended.
2: Oh, oh yeah. of course. Oh yeah. Just pregame. Um, Just pre game with the good people. That's yes. it. <laughs> it's free you'll yeah. <laughs> be free in there and you just you yeah, know you just get to dance there you Ooh, go carrying drinks while they're dancing it's no, one. no, one. no <laughs>
0: one all right guys that's all for this week head on over to daily49er.com where you can read more campus and long long beach related news as well as more multimedia content like our podcast you can also follow us on instagram and twitter at daily49er and thank you, guys. Thank you, Aziza. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us um, this episode. We will be back. And hopefully, Kevin, we get to have you again whenever you want to talk about movies or other horror stuff or whatever. I would come, love to. Come through. Come through. Yes. Aziza, thank you for joining me, girl. This was amazing. Had a lot of fun Bye. talking about movies. You guys really inspired me. I started, I'm i going to go <laughs> watch these tonight.